Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to Swish and Flick, episode 53. I'm Sarah. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. This episode is sponsored by Crystal Daigle. So thanks. Thanks, Crystal. Thank you. You're awesome. Also, before we started recording, Sarah was like, Daigle. <laughs> Daigle. <laughs> we like it. We oh, like it's it. Crystal. <laughs> All right. So today, it's just the three of us as we prepare for the almighty return of Tiffany the Gryffindor. The great Gryffindor. Tiff the Griff. Um, oh. I, I just made that up. I, I don't it. think you did. I, feel I like, did. I feel like I've heard that before. I made it up. Okay. It's mine. All right. So before we really dive deep into what we're actually going to be talking about, we want to give a massive shout out and a huge thank you to Ezra for helping us out with Tiffany being gone. And um, also, like, he helped us a lot. Wow. Words can't come down to my mouth. He helped us tremendously with the Wizardly World of Kent. Yes. So you literally would not have been able to get through the month of July without you. So yep. thank you, thank you, thank you. You're probably not going to listen to this episode. And if you do, you owe us chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that way it'll prove that you listen to it. So thank you a lot. Thank you, E. Kirk. And I Thanks, know e. Kirk. the listeners enjoyed um, having you on the episode. You seem to be quite popular. But I don't know if we're ever going to have you back. We just might. This might be it. We might never talk to you again. Who knows? That's not true, Ezra. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> no, but again, really, we appreciate all of the help that you've given us. Yeah. So. Thanks. We literally would not have been able to do this podcast without you because you helped us out at the beginning and the end. Oh, wait. Our listener, Alyssa says... I wasn't supposed says, to tell people that yet. <laughs> our listener, Alyssa, says that she wants him to come back. I know a lot of people do. I mean, Somebody it just asked if he was going to come back whenever Kate and I go on vacation. 
Um, that's not happening. No, no. I mean, I don't. I don't mean that in like a. Oh, sorry. But Oops. we're just gonna like bulk up the episodes so that like Kate and I don't miss any. Yeah. And it's only gonna be two weeks. It's not like it was an extended time like Tiff. But you never know. He could come back just as a guest sometime, or maybe on yeah. a Felix Files yeah. or something. So he'll be around. Don't we'll, worry. We'll give him a break. He's on his own yeah. podcast, and he's yeah. got a lot know. going on. He's on Unexpected Podcast and Bend the Knee. So go listen to him over there if you want to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to be discussing chapter 11, which is my favorite number, of Dang. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Firebolt. And Tiffany yells at me because I call it a Firebolt. She's like, it's a Firebolt. What do you call it? A bolt? I guess. Firebolt? <laughs> you do kind of say bolt. I say things <laughs> odd. So make sure that you've read the chapter and that you know what we're going to talk about or else we're going to spoil it for you. And you know, we're not that sorry. Whoops. So we're going to dive into the pool of details and swim around and see what we can find. But uh, first, let's go to Megan with the a weekly a profit. So I have two things that I wanted to talk about for the weekly profit. The first thing isn't on here, but I wanted to ask you guys if you wanted to chat a little bit about our experience at the Wizardly World of Kent, because... Obviously, a lot of our listeners couldn't make it out there. There were a handful that were there. We got some new listeners. So thank you to all of those mm-hmm. who found us um, last weekend in Kent. We appreciate you. And um, your ears. Mm-hmm. And your ears. But I just thought that maybe we could give them like a recap of what we did that day. And recap. I yeah. watched um, some of our listeners sell our podcast to people. <laughs> and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last weekend was kind of surreal. Yeah, that's a good uh, way to put it. it, Yeah, it really was. So Katie and I have been vendors at the Wizardly World of Kent all three years. Um, It was just like a thing that we always look forward to doing. We have this little poster business. We sold posters there. It was like a nice inexpensive little thing for people to buy. But this past year we decided, you know, we can do that still. But why don't we have like a promotional booth for Swish and Flick? Because it's our one-year weekend anniversary, and why not? We wanted so, a party. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> so um, first up, we had some listeners come to Ohio who are not from Ohio, uh, and that was just mind-blowing. Yeah. So uh, shout-out to – and uh, I'm sorry if I miss you. I might just not remember your name, but know that I remember your face and that I appreciate you. But I do know. So we had Bev and Jess from Canada come. We had Lacey come from Indiana. We had Julie come from Boston. We had um, William come from Virginia. I, have I was no going to say Kentucky. I'm so sorry. I think he's from Virginia. Maybe you're right. Uh, we had Katie Neal come from Kentucky, I believe. Perhaps Maybe that's what I'm knowing thinking. where these people live. <laughs> I don't know why I know this. I'm just like really good with that kind of thing. I am not. Um, I'm good with birthdays, but I don't know anyone of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were a lot of other uh, there were a lot of other people that came up to the booth who either were like interested in learning about us or had maybe like listened before a couple episodes. But then I just want to give a massive shout out to Beverly specifically. Mm-hmm. Who, not that the other girls were not helpful. They totally were. And thank oh, yeah. you for everything that you did. We yes. really appreciate it. But Bev literally stayed at the booth practically the entire time and just sold our podcast to people who were walking by. Like, she did it better than I ever could yeah. have. And it was just amazing to hear somebody talk about how much this podcast means to them 
and to try and invite others to join in the community. It was just really, again, I'll say it again, it was surreal to have somebody talking about like our our baby <laughs> like that to others to try and get them to come. So huge thank you yeah. to Bev. It was like amazing to see, like she said, I it's it's the whole thing is still surreal to me. We've talked yeah. about this on our anniversary episode where like I I still don't think that like I know that I'm on Switch and Flick, but when like people talk about it, I'm like, oh that's just like it's not it's, it's still like a like, side project. It's that's not just connecting to me that like we've made this much of an impact and to hear her and even hear Jessica tell people they're like, No, we drove like thirty some hours, like this is how much we love this podcast. Yeah. And, and it like, was like, Oh, yeah, you you did, didn't you? <laughs> but then like you could see like the people they were talking to, like they were almost taken aback. They were like, Oh my gosh, like wow, like that's crazy that these people would drive this long. Just to meet girls from a podcast. Honest to God, the weekend wouldn't have happened without them mm-hmm. at all. No. Like, I, 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 don't I don't know how, how we would have gotten it done. We wouldn't have gotten through the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was, I was overwhelmed to begin with, but then they took, like, they took all that stress off my shoulders at the Swish yeah. booth, and they just helped us out so much. They brought us, Jess brought us ice cream. Yes. Yeah. And it was just a nice little sweet treat while we were working away at the booths. And I'm glad that they got to come and enjoy the fest. And um, I don't really get to enjoy it that much when I'm there because I'm a vendor. But, like, usually I'll take, like, 20 minutes out of the day and go walk around just to see what all is there. Um, but I'm really glad that they got to mm-hmm. fully enjoy it, take mm-hmm. it all in. They came in cosplay. Like, it was just so great. It mm-hmm. was just such a great experience. And I can't thank all of you enough for coming there. You guys are amazing. Yeah. And you're my family. Yeah. So. And a yeah. shout out to Ezra because he also helped. Oh, definitely. But I mean, he's not like a, I mean, he is a listener. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but, but like, thank yeah. you to all of you guys. Like, cause you, As, none, none of you needed to be there and mm-hmm. to, yeah. to come and do all of that help that you did. Our after hours event at Tropis yeah. Projects would not have been a thing without Ez. And I know that he's probably going to laugh about that and be like, it literally took me two minutes to set up. He but made like, me time him. I wouldn't have known how to do that i wouldn't have had that equipment you know I what you, you did know. he plugged it in i know but still <laughs> i just appreciate we're trying to it. talk him up here <laughs> i just really yeah. appreciate it yeah like, he no, let I us appreciate borrow his equipment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um it really like that event was much better than i thought that it was going to be i was yeah. really nervous going into it like i don't know what it's going to be i don't know how people are going to like if anybody besides the girls who like were there with us were going to show up and we had other people show up who these girls pitched us to throughout the day they they showed up to the event and they heard what we were about and And i'm sorry i'm talking a lot you can go ahead no and i (laughs) talking about the um being at the travis project and us being so nervous we kind of did like a spiel of like who we are and how we got started and what we do and everything and then we kind of opened it up and um lacy was the first one so thank you to her to be like because we're like, do you guys have any questions? Do you guys have something to talk about anything? It's like icebreaker. Like yes. We just and so she just was like, uh, your opinions on Snape. And we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Lacey. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that like after, you know, having her ask a question, because they, other people probably didn't know that like they were our listeners or maybe right. they did. Some of them might have, um, you know, opens it up. It's an icebreaker. So then we really, I mean, we talked, the hour went by so quick. Oh, and I yeah. was like, this, we could do this again. Yeah. I remember seeing our, um, our roommate in the back of the, in the back of the um, room and he like held his hand up and he was like five minutes. And I was like, what? Yeah. Only five minutes left. But uh, lastly, huge shout out to Tropis projects, mm-hmm. Kelly at Tropis projects for letting us um, host that there and use her space. And then huge. Thank you 
to Lucci's Pizza of Kent for donating pizza for all of our lovely listeners to enjoy. So Also, huge shout out to Chris mm -hmm. for putting up with yes. so much that weekend and also helping us work and yeah. selling all our stuff and just being amazing. Yeah. He's not going to listen to this, but yeah. still thank you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and he let me have some of his funnel cake. <laughs> he was sharing it with everybody. Yeah. Then he was like, why is no one eating it? I was like, I don't eat your funnel cake. Um, there's something else I wanted to say about that weekend, and I forget what it was. It was amazing. Yeah. It really was, though. I hope to do it again next year. We had a lot of fun hosting trivia. Yeah. yeah trivia was um, a lot of fun. It went much smoother than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, and that was, was something else I was nervous about doing. It was doing. crazy. Yeah. Like, I was like, I... The night before, like, because Tiffany and I had went through and made, like, a whole list of questions and everything. And then the night before, I was, like, making sure I had all the answers. And some of the questions, like, I was actually asking our friends. I was, like, asking them the questions, and he didn't know any of the answers. Um, and I was, like, well, actually, I don't remember the answer. It's something, like, along this lines. And it turned out that, like, we, I, we were, I think we're all expecting, like, adults. <laughs> yeah. And they were all kids. So then yeah. it was, like, scrambling. But luckily, I told them all, I'm, like, I'm not going to do any of the questions. Yeah. I'm, like... I'm going to sit there. I'm going to tally all the points so it goes quicker and we can get done and be done in an hour. Um, it worked and it out was, really good. Yeah. And it was great to see that all of these kids were so excited, you know? And they were really knowledgeable. Like, yeah. I, you know, we did have really hard questions and I felt bad going through them and I'm like, oh, that's like, that's real deep. Um, <laughs> so I would take some of the questions and kind of simplify them. But they were still hard. Like, none of them were yeah. extremely easy. Like, I didn't ask who's the main character or anything like yeah. that. You know, like, it was name the four dragons and the task of the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. And, like, these little, like, six to ten-year-olds were getting the answers, which is amazing. And, and it they just, were all working together in yeah. their groups. Yeah. And, and, it was and really cute. so, like, the other thing, we had no idea what we were going to do. And all of a sudden, like, we just got bombarded with kids that wanted to do trivia. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, how are we going to do this? Thank God Tiffany was there with her teacher <laughs> yeah. personality because it was like, all right, guess what? You guys are going to have to team up like i know that you don't know you and you don't know you but like can you guys be a team together and they were all totally yeah. fine with it and it was just such a blast so if any of those kids are listeners now um thank you for doing trivia with us and we hope that you enjoyed it yeah and welcome aboard yeah and welcome I to will, swish and flick i will say one more thing when we did like the live um not live podcast it wasn't we didn't do a podcast but like did our like thing at Tripus projects mm -hmm. it was really great that um it's it's so much different doing this in front of people. Cause first of all, we were like a little nervous and everything, but like, yeah. I mean, I think after doing this for a year, us sitting down in front of mics, it just, it it's like almost like a shield. Like yeah. we're still just like, this is no my security here. blanket. Yeah. So I, it's, I do. I crack jokes like, and it was great to like hear people laughing. Cause like normally like we don't get that. We don't get yeah. to see their reactions. We don't get to see like, we just all think this that stuff. we have like a laugh track in mm -hmm. our head. <laughs> like, I know Megan was talking about, I don't know if someone had asked a question, but she basically was like saying, um, she was like, I just want to be, I want to be just like Lily. And I automatically was like, what dead? <laughs> and like to hear everyone laugh. And I was like, Oh, like it's so strange. Cause I'm not used to like, you because, know, yeah. I crack a joke and then like, we might laugh. Or I just give her a look like, yeah. ha ha, you're funny. But like to actually hear the reactions of people, like that's probably yeah. what most of you guys do whenever you're listening to us, yeah. which is just, is great. So yeah. it was really, yeah, it was really cool to see yeah. like reactions. Yeah. Um, and we'll have to do it again with Tiffany. I hope oh, to yeah. do. I hope to do a live podcast in the future. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we'll have to I make agree. that a thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're going to have Swisher Fest. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> You're going to say this and people are going to be like, so when is it? Can we call it Swish and Fest? Hey guys, anybody who would Ooh, come to Swish yeah. and Fest, let us know and we'll plan something. It can't be like Fire Fest or whatever that thing was that guy tried to plan in like the middle of an island that went horrible. Do you guys remember hearing about that? No. no. I think it was called Fire, like F-Y-R-E. It was like... People spent like crazy amounts of money to go. It was supposed to be like this crazy festival that was going to be great with all of these bands and like headliners and all this stuff. And they were like trapped on an island for like three days. Like it was nothing what they said. Like the people are getting sued for it. Swish it won't and be Fest like that. will not be like that. We <laughs> don't. All, well, first of all, we don't have that kind of money to like <laughs> say that we have all this stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, guys. Harry Potter, who's that guy? We don't know. We'll we find know. out. All right, so actual weekly profit. I wanted to tell everybody that at the end of this month, Cinemark, if you have a Cinemark in your hometown, they're hosting a massive um, festival, basically, of over Labor Day weekend, where they're going to play all nine films. Nine includes Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, and it's $25 for a fest pass. So that means $25 and you get to go see nine movies. That's awesome. Yeah. So because it's the 20th anniversary in America, um, they're bringing the movies back to theaters. That's awesome. And I'll post a link for everybody to see it. But it's going to be in XD, which is cool. So You can also just see each film on their own for $5, for $5 if you yeah. only wanted to see certain ones or you couldn't make them all or whatever. And the festival pass like gives you access to be able to get this cool collectible stuff, like a refillable cup <gasps> and a cup. Oh, really? commemorative festival badge Give and me all the that cup. fun stuff. So again, I almost went to go look at your computer, n- not realizing <laughs> I can open it on mine. Yeah, I want a cup. What kind of a cup? Though is it plastic? Yes, probably. It's like. You know when you go to Cinemark and you get those refillable cups for like the year that are the like big $80. plastic things. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, but it's going to be like, Harry Potter. Like the yeah. baseball exactly game like size that you ones. get in it at a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All that's right. my weekly profit. Who's introing me here? Oh no. We don't have All Ashley right. or Tiffany. Florence should do it. Florence. Oh, Florence is not very peppy. She doesn't do a good r- 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 recap. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just do it slow. It's good. (laughs) All right. So last time, with the promise of anti-dementor lessons, Harry's spirits aren't quite so low, especially since now he knows that Remus doesn't just think he's a weakling and can't handle these bogarts and dementors and whatnot. Um, So Harry receives a special gift from Fred and George, the Marauder's Map. What? And he used it to sneak into Hogsmeade, and he found out some haunting truths from his past. Dun, dun, dun. So Harry is super mad at all the people who have been hiding things from him. So to take his anger out a bit, he decides to uh, go to Hagrid and be like, bro, why you not tell me these things? Um, so the, he-o, the, he-o, the trio had to talk to him. They find him distraught over some news he got um, over what might happen to Buckbeak. The trio then decides to help in whatever way they can. So they start to research. It's now Christmas and Harry wakes up to presents from Mrs. Weasley. What? And a secret admirer who has given him a firebolt of a good present. <laughs> <laughs> they have a great feast and a great day goes sour when McGee takes his gift away. McGee. What a horrible thing to do. Why? On Christmas. Thinking. 
All right. So, guys, I hope you like the sound of my voice because we don't have Tiffany today and we don't have Ezra today. So, so Katie gets two parts. So, Katie so gets two we're parts. We're switching one Hufflepuff for the other Hufflepuff. Right. So, the best Hufflepuff is going to be talking. Well, thank you. So, we start out by Harry. He doesn't really know how he managed to get back to Hogwarts. Like through Honeyduke's cellar all the way back to the castle because he's just like fuming from this conversation he's overheard of the three broomsticks. Can you imagine though? No, I can't. I mean, I would be too. I don't know if I'd be fuming. I think it, well, I'm a crier. Well, I would probably, yeah, I would cry. It does say that his head was pounding with the conversation. So, I mean, he's probably shocked. He's mm-hmm. probably angry. He's probably mm-hmm. just all these mixes of emotion. I can imagine him like walking through that passage and like, such Literally a long way just too. playing the conversation over and over and over again in his head just constantly the whole oh, yeah. time oh yeah i mean and he's even thinking to himself like why has no one ever told me this dumbledore hagrid mr weasley even cornelius fudge like why has no one ever mentioned the fact that my parents died because their best friend betrayed them like yeah. that kind of seems important for me to know you know you know you know? But, okay, here's the thing. In defense to the adults, like, is it really important that Harry knows that? I mean, I know that it's a clearly a shock yeah. now that mm-hmm. he, like, didn't know and finds out. But, like, looking at an 11-year-old boy, would you think to say, and I know he's 13 now, but still, like, how do you bring that up in the conversation yeah. now that he's already found out about his parents? Like, when you're 11, I'm not going to I'm not gonna look at you and be like, your parents died because you, their best friend betrayed them. You know, it's, I know oh, yeah. it's a yeah. tough situation. Yeah. It's a hard I understand why he's mad, but at the same time, I think he should understand that, like, the opportunity hasn't really presented it, presented itself to him to find that information out. In his defense, he's a 13-year-old boy. I know. Yeah. And, yes, like, definitely. I can, if you put yourself in his shoes, I mean, I totally get it, but I also totally get the adults. My so there's not really a <laughs> mine probably would. Katie would probably fit. In Actually, his shoes would probably be too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> so the trio doesn't talk about it all through dinner because Percy's sitting too close to them. And then when they get back to the common room, Harry just like leaves right away because Fred and George are in there like shooting off dung bombs or something. And he doesn't want them like, oh, how the Marauders map work out. Because he just not in the mood. Yeah, he just wants to go and find the photo album that Hagrid gave him, mm. and he's looking through it, and he finds a picture of Lily and James's wedding day, and he had never stopped to notice the best man in the picture, and I'm gonna read a little bit from the book. If he hadn't known it was the same person, he would have never guessed it was black in this old photograph. His face wasn't sunken and waxy, but handsome and full of laughter. Mm. Had he already been working for Voldemort when this picture had been taken? Was he already planning the deaths of the two people next to him? Did he realize he was facing 12 years in Azkaban? 12 years that would make him unrecognizable? That makes me so sad. I know. Just think of this. A 13-year-old child has to think about these things. It makes me really sad. I just, you know, it's so sad because we know, obviously, we know Sirius's backstory. So to hear him say those things about Sirius is, like, really heartbreaking. You know? Like, oh, you know, had he already been working for Voldemort? Um, No, because he never did. (laughs) You know? But... I'm also going to throw in here that these are probably questions that Remus has been asking himself for the last 12 years. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome (laughs) for that heartbreak. Oh, Remus. (laughs) 
So Ron does come to check on Harry, but Harry like just pretends he's asleep. He's like drawn all the curtains on his bed. This is very reminiscent of Order of the Phoenix, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A glimpse into the future. Harry has to deal with a lot. Um, and Harry feels a hatred he's never known before, and it, mm. it courses through him like poison. That's how Joe describes it. So he obviously doesn't sleep well that night, um, and he doesn't get up till late in the morning. And Hermione's like, Harry, you look terrible. So is this a weekend? It's holiday. Oh, it's right, holidays. Right, right. Which actually, Christmas. I think this is the first day yeah, that's of, right. ho- holi- of their holiday. Um, so clearly Hermione and Ron had rehearsed while he was sleeping, like what they wanted to say to him because they're telling him like, don't do anything stupid. Don't go after him. He isn't worth dying for. And here's another sad thing. Harry tells them what he hears when the Dementors get too close. So he says, I can hear my mom screaming and pleading with Voldemort. And if you'd heard your mom screaming like that, just about to be killed, you wouldn't forget it in a hurry. And if you found out someone who was supposed to be her friend of hers betrayed her and sent Voldemort after her, like all this stuff that this kid has to deal with. Heartbreaking. But Hermione's like, there's nothing you can do. Black's going to get caught. He'll go back to Azkaban. And Harry just keeps shooting down everything they're saying. He's like, Black isn't affected by Azkaban like normal people. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, like reading this section of this book again, like seeing Harry um, in this situation, I think that as somebody who has read the books so many times and seen the movies so many times, sometimes you get caught up in your favorite character and you just like kind of forget really how amazing Harry is as a character. Like, because I always say, I'm like, it's funny that whenever you ask somebody who their favorite character is, like, they hardly ever say Harry, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's always some obscure character or, I don't know, like, Hermione is a popular one. Um, but, like, hardly anybody says Harry. And I think that whenever you see him in these situations, like, you really see how awesome of a character he really is. He's a very He's strong so person. strong mm-hmm. and so, like, deep with his thinking and um i don't know it uh, clearly harry was intriguing to me as a kid when i was reading this the first time because like well how would i ever get through the books the first time if i didn't like harry but i think sometimes we take him for granted i would agree i agree i agree and this like really makes me feel that yeah i mean the stuff he has to deal with is i don't know if i can handle it like as a 27 year old adult you know um so ron's like so what are you saying like you don't want to kill Black, do you? And Harry doesn't answer because he really doesn't know what he wants to do. All he knows is that the idea of doing nothing while Black is still out there is almost more than he can stand. I totally understand that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see something happening and like you want to change it, but you don't know how you can change it. Well, first of all, he can't change the fact that his parents are dead. Right. Yeah. And like now that he knows someone else is responsible for it other than Voldemort, like who led Voldemort to all kill that them. hatred was on Voldemort. Until now, you know? Yep. Not that it shouldn't be on Voldemort, but... Right. Um, so, if you remember back to that conversation when uh, Malfoy came back to potions class and he was having Ron cut up his mm. shrivel figs or something. Yeah, little jerk. Um, he had mentioned, like, if it was me, I'd hunt him down myself. I'd want revenge. So, Harry realizes now, oh, my God, Malfoy knows. Like, he knows that Sirius yeah. did these things. And Ron's like, what? So you're going to take his advice over ours? Um, and we find out from Ron, who found out from his dad, who told Privardi, who told <laughs> Dean, <laughs> 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 
um, that all Peter Pettigrew's mother got back from him was the Order of Merlin First Class and Peter's finger in a box. That's kind of really important. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Put a finger in a box? Yes. It just is gross to me. <laughs> it's pretty like, gross. Did she bury it? Oh. I don't know. Have it cremated. Peter lost a finger. Stick oh it on the mantelpiece. <laughs> Oof. So Harry's barely listening um, to Ron and Hermione, even though they're trying to reason with him. They're like, look, Malfoy would love to see you blown to smithereens. This is if you go after him, that's exactly what Black wants. He wants you to play right into his hands. And this is another saddest thing ever. Hermione's like, your mom and dad wouldn't want you to get hurt, would they? They would never want you to go looking for Black and Harry. I'll never know what they'd have wanted because mm. thanks to Black, I've never spoken to them. And it just goes silent. Well, do you think he was talking when they died? Like, at that age? Because he's a year and a half. He probably did speak to his parents. Sarah! I'm just saying. <laughs> he just doesn't remember. <laughs> just being it's honest. It's crazy, yeah, that he was a year and a half. Sometimes I forget about that. He probably was talking a little bit. Think of how many times... mom and dad. I bet yeah. you he, like... Got snuggled to sleep mm. by Sirius. Yeah, probably. And now he thinks that he, like, killed everybody. But mm. really, but he, didn't. he rocked him to sleep and then did, like, I don't know, pranks on his parents. So sad. So Ron's like, all right, how about uh, it's we go visit Hagrid? It's the holidays. <laughs> it's Christmas. And, and Harry, instead of being like, yeah, this will calm me down. He's like, yeah, let's go talk to him. I want to find out why he had never mentioned anything about... Mm my parents being betrayed and i like the part when they go through the portrait hole and sir Cadogan's like stand and fight you yelly belly yelly belly yellow belly mongrels <laughs> yelly belly, yelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> can i add that to the uh yelly belly mongrels in case like we it. don't come up with something better <laughs> all righty so they head down to hagrid's um and immediately they can see he opens the door <clears throat> and he is not a happy camper. So, okay, just to go back, the tree is heading down to Hagrid's hut. And then I want to read Joe's description again. Her descriptions in general are I amazing. I thought you just said the tree is heading down to Hagrid's hut and I got <laughs> really I? confused. Oh, the trio. So she writes in the book, the forbidden forest looked as though it had been enchanted. Each tree smattered with silver and Hagrid's cabin looked like an iced cake. Yum. I just love her little descriptions. So anyway, so um, they knock on the door. They hear low throbbing moans and think maybe it's Fang, but it was actually Hagrid and he's crying. Poor he nearly Hagrid. collapses as he flings himself at Harry. Um, they finally get him to go back inside. Yes. I was just saying I'd give him a raven cuddle because I know he's sad. I know. And I don't blame him for being sad. This Me sucks. either. So he reads um, them a letter on the table, and I'm going to find it. I highlighted it. Shouldn't take me long. Still clicking. Oh, it did not register my highlight, but I found it. Okay. So it says, Dear Mr. Hagrid, further to our inquiry into the attack by a hippogriff on a student in your class, we have accepted the assurances of Professor Dumbledore that you bear no responsibility for the regrettable incident. And immediately Ron goes, well, that's okay then, Hagrid. But Hagrid waves him off and invites Harry to continue reading. 
However, we must register our concern about the hippogriff in question. We have decided to uphold the official complaint of Mr. Lucius Malfoy, and this matter will therefore be taken to the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. The hearing will take place on April 20th, and we ask you to present yourself and your hippogriff at the Committee's offices in London on that date. In the meantime, the hippogriff should be kept tethered and isolated. Yours in fellowship. And then it was all of the school governors. Go ahead. Mine's not that important. Neither is mine. I just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just when I see here, like, dear Mr. Haggard, sometimes I forget that his first name is Rubius. Were you going to yeah. say the no, same thing? No, 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 no. But I was like, yeah. So I'm like, why are they saying, like, dear Mr. Haggard? That just sounds <laughs> weird, but Haggard's his last name. Yeah. I keep forgetting, like, no one ever calls him, like, Rubius or, like, Ruby. Like, hey, R-H. Her. Ruru. Yeah. That's what my friend calls her dog because his name is Rudiger. That's what we call Ruru. Our, cat our cat rookie. Ruru. I was going to say that I like the idea of picturing a buckbeak walking like through London, <laughs> getting to the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, like I wonder if they have a specific spot in London for them to like land or apparate to. I'm, sh- I'm sure they do, but how do you do that with a beast? Can you do it's that? It's weird, with a, yeah. I don't know. And like, especially if it's not. Um, tame, according to them. I wonder right. if they borrowed Newt's case. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Newt's Scamanta. Or maybe. Uh, maybe Newt Scamanta has uh, those um, license and he just sells cases like that so you can hide multitudes of sins in the cases. He'd make a lot of money. I would yeah. think so. And then he gives them back to the beasts. So Haggard says that the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures has it in for e- interesting creatures. Um, and then the three of them suddenly realize that Buckbeak is in the cabin with them when they hear him chewing on something that was oozing blood all over the Ooh. floor. Uh, Hagrid says he couldn't keep him out of this out in the snow, so Aww. he has them in his house. Um, so I tried to look up stuff on the committee for the da- disposal of dangerous creatures, and they're really. I thought that said CDC, and I was so like, up. and I'm like, why I would why would they have anything to do with <laughs> Harry Potter and the CDC? <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's the Centers for Disease Control, right? So it just yeah, it just says on the wikia that the committee is responsible for the execution of any magical wah, creatures wah, wah. deemed to be a threat to the wizarding world. Um, in 1722, the committee sentenced a hippogriff to death, and the method of execution was described by Herm as disgusting. All righty. So, Herm insists that all Hagrid needs is a good defense, but Hagrid says that it won't make any difference. The disposal committee is in Lucius Malfoy's pocket. Basically, he's going to pay them to do exactly what he wants. Um Unfortunately, he kind of is right, right? Yeah, it's really yeah. sad. Politics. Um, and if they lose the case, Hagrid drew a finger swiftly across his throat that gave then gave a great wail and lurched forward his face in his arms Aww. because he knows that Buckbeak is just going to get sentenced to death. Um, he doesn't want to go to Dumbledore because Dumbledore has already done so much for him and he has so much on his plate already with Sirius Black being on the run and the Dementors at the castle. Um so then Ron and Hermione look at Harry like, don't start yelling at him about Sirius. But of course, Harry, he can't do it anyway, because like, look at poor Hagrid. Um, so Hermione offers to help him out with the case, as Hermione would. Mm-hmm. 
So she remembers reading when a hippogriff got off from... She doesn't know exactly what the case or the trial is about, but she remembers reading something about a hippogriff getting off. So she promises to do her research for him. (laughs) Uh, And then Ron suggests making tea, which I think is just cute because, like, that's just something immediately that Mrs. Weasley would offer to do, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, in a time of comfort, let's just have some tea. Mm -hmm. I think that's also just a very British thing. I'm all about it. Um... I feel like on the Big Bang Theory, that's what Sheldon on. He's like, can I make you a cup of tea when people are, like, sad? Yeah. And so they finally calm Hagrid down. Uh, and Hagrid starts talking about how he's convinced nobody likes his classes. I feel like this is kind of just, like, reason for him to just start blubbering about everything that's been bothering him, you know? He's just, like, getting it off his chest. Ron lies to him and is like, no, it's so great. He asks how the flubberworms are. And then Hagrid just says they're dead. they've been given too much lettuce and Ron just like fakes oh no I'm sorry I'm shocked you did not say like yeah because lettuce sucks well I mean it does (laughs) I think everybody should know that of course too much lettuce would kill you you it's nasty you call them flubber worms flubber worms I call them flobber worms I guess they are flobber worms aren't they that's how it looks I've always called them flubber worms I call them wiggly worms (laughs) (laughs) I call them (laughs) Call them Stanley. (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then Hagrid brings up Azkaban because he's thinking about the time that he was back there in chamber as he he thinks about being back there every time he walks by one of the Dementors because, you know, it like brings up your bad memories, right? I think of this (sighs) podcast. Oh, do you? (laughs) Let's see if I can find this reading chapter. Did it save the highlight here? Probably not. Because Amazon sucks. Why don't you have a real book? I could. That would shoot the shooters, guys. I'm sorry. Hiccuping. Here we go. And them dementors make me feel ruddy, terrible, and all, said Hagrid with a sudden shudder. Gotta walk past them every time I want to drink in the three broomsticks. It's like being back in Azkaban. Um... And then Hermione asks if it's awful in there. He says, you have no idea, said Haggard quietly. Never been anywhere like it. Thought I was going mad. Kept going over horrible stuff in me mind. The day I got expelled from Hogwarts. The day me dad died. The day I had to let Norbert go. His eyes filled with tears. Um, You can really remember who you are after a while. You can't really remember who you are after a while. And you can't see the point of living at all. I used to hope I'd just die in me sleep. When they mm-hmm. let me out, it was like being born again. Everything came flooding back. It was the best feeling in the world. Mind the Dementors weren't keen on letting me go. Knowing now, like again, like having this reread as an adult and knowing that like she paralleled that with depression. Yeah. And reading it through, like knowing that's what she was, that's essentially what that a Dementor is, is. Like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To a T. You know, and yeah. it's it's sad. Yeah, it is. It sucks. Um, so Hagrid also thought of just letting Buckbeak go, but he because you know he's thinking about Azkaban. He's like, oh well, if I let Buckbeak go, then they'll know that I let him go, and then maybe I'll get sent to Azkaban. And like, he never wants to go back there again. Obviously, who does? Me. <laughs> nah. 
so do you think to, they have tours? to round out the trip hmm? to Hagrid's. Do you think they have tours of Azkaban? <laughs> like they Alcatraz? <laughs> yeah. Um, to round out, the trip to Hagrid's was not fun like they had thought. <laughs> Ron and Hermione like were hoping that it was going to kind of lighten the mood for Harry. Uh, but it definitely didn't. It kind of just like brought them down a little bit. And Harry definitely did not forget about Sirius by going there. But he couldn't brood on revenge when he wanted to help Hagrid win his case, which I think, again, shows like some great character in Harry. He's willing mm-hmm. to put aside this revenge and anger that he feels towards Black because he knows that like his true friend needs help right now. Um, and him, Ron, and Hermione are going to help him. So the trio go to the library the next day and return to the common room with a ton of books. And they highlighted some stuff that they read in the book so that they could go back and talk to Hagrid about it. Um, but the castle, what? The castle, what? Highlighted some stuff they read in the book. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. They, like, pulled some stuff. Oh, right, yeah. That, so this was the case that Hermione was talking about. She said, here's something. I think this is Hermione talking. Herm. I don't think it says who it is. It doesn't say. I always thought it was Hermione. Here's I something. Well. There was a case in 1722, but the hippogriff was convicted. Uh, look what they did to it. That's disgusting. 1776. This might help look a manticore savage someone in 1296 and they let the manticore off. Oh, no, that was only because everyone was too scared to go near it. <laughs> Doesn't so. seem like they're having much luck. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, they're not doing too well here with some help. I don't, I don't think it, it would be in the favor of the beast. No. Be like Beauty and the Beast, but like not nice for kids to watch. So, meanwhile, the castle's getting ready for Christmas. It says, the rest of the castle, the usual magnificent Christmas decorations had been put up, despite the fact that hardly any of the students remained to enjoy them. Thick streamers of holly and mistletoe were strung along the corridors. Mysterious lights shone from inside every suit of armor. And the great hall was filled with its usual 12 Christmas trees, glittering with golden stars. A powerful and delicious smell of cooking pervaded the corridors. Mm. And by Christmas Eve, it had grown so strong that even Scabbers poked his nose out of the shelter of Ron's pocket to sniff, hopefully, at the air. When do they go on holiday? I would, th- I would think that it's like the week before Christmas. So they only get like a week before and the week after. Well, I'm thinking like they, but it's different in America. I'm thinking like decoration wise. Oh yeah, because I think that like, it's really popular in other countries to decorate Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes, there are some cultures where they like literally yeah. do everything Christmas Eve. Um, I, I, I'm not about that life. <laughs> I um, tend to it honestly depends on my mood. Tend to be a like weekend of Thanksgiving. Yeah, like set everything up um, type of person. Because I, I like, was allowed. It's I would my favorite totally time of year. Do it right after Halloween. I always say like <laughs> December is my favorite month. I love. December 1st through December 24th. Yeah. Um, not that I don't like Christmas Day. No, I really like Christmas time. I love Christmas Eve. I um, prefer I like over the Christmas time. I do, because, like, <laughs> as much as, like, I don't shop during that time, I try to avoid all humans at malls and places where you can buy things. Amazon, because it baby. just gets crazy. Um, but, like, people tend to be, like, cheery, and the music is beautiful, and, like, 
I hope there's snow. And so you like, you're all cold and you're bundled up and y'all look cute in your little layers and like your there's scarf. Christmas lights everywhere. And like, it's just a magical time of year. So like, I like that we, at least in America, cause we have Thanksgiving. So in our minds, so Thanksgiving is always the third Thursday of, um, November, November. I wanted to say of Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that to us is like our marker where after that we're going to, it's Christmas time. It's go now. time. Yeah. This um, year while I should be decorating, we'll be on our way to New York city, New York, New York, New York. I don't know. I just made that up. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. People say New York, New York. Cause it's a song. I made it up. Okay. All right, guys. All right. All right. So people in England um, and everywhere, (laughs) not just in America, or if you live in America and you celebrate Christmas, um, I want to know when do you guys like start setting up? Yeah. When do you decorate? Do you do the whole, I I know there's cultures that do it. Literally, they have like a whole thing Christmas Eve where they bring out like the Christmas tree and they all decorate it together. Um, So let us know. I'd love to know. We always try to do it Black Friday, right? We try. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know we ha- we all have our own um, like uh, traditions mm-hmm. too. So, Tradition. and I know there's traditions like in like everybody's families, anyways. You know that whole like hiding a pickle thing in a Christmas tree. We don't. Yeah. We never did that. Um, I don't even know what we do. I'm trying to think. Do you have a real tree, and not a fake tree? What do you do? I prefer real, even though I'm technically allergic to them. Don't care. All right, Harry Potter. Yeah. Did I kind of wish it was Christmas time. I just really <laughs> want it to be, like, cold. No. Let's not Ugh. skip over Halloween, guys. I mean, I enjoy Halloween, too, but I also hope it's cold. I love me some Halloween. I'm excited. I do the hide a pickle thing. Well, I try to. I used to. I don't have an ornament anymore. I need to get another one, they but I love doing that. I'm um, excited to see what my niece will be for Halloween. Mm. So. Pooh Bear, perhaps. I don't think she will be. How about I well, don't she be. want it to she be might cold? Be piglet. Well, that would be cute too. She calls Just her piglet. somebody from Pooh Bear. Well, her nursery is Pooh themed. I know. Poo-themed. All right, she's so cute, guys. I can't stand it. <laughs> she's just adorable. Did you guys miss me? Because it's my turn again. Oh wow! Oh, there's more yellow. Serious question: Who are you? I don't even know. Okay. I'm Harry Potter. That's no, the not. question. That's <laughs> the answer. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Singing our song. All day long at Hogwarts. So, Harry was woken up on Christmas morning by Ron throwing a pillow at him and yelling, Oi! Presents! (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) That's so Ron. I know. So, Ron gets another maroon sweater and socks, which he's not very pleased about. And Harry gets a... I know, right? Your mother knitted it for you. Harry gets a scarlet sweater from Mrs. Weasley with a big Gryffindor lion knitted on the front. Yes. Why doesn't he get one with his initial? I don't know. Maybe she only does that for children. Maybe he does after him and Jenny get married. She's that's basically like her child. She even says that. The second she sees him, she's like, "Yep, gained another son. Welcome to the family. I'm gonna have my daughter slip you a love potion." Just kidding. I think it's genuine. (laughs) Genuine? Genuine. Oh, Oh, pulling out the puns here. (laughs) (laughs) So Mrs. Weasley also sells him, sells him, sends him (laughs) a dozen home. 
naked. I know you got a lot of galleons all up in your wizarding bank. I wish you passed some along. I could sure use them. I had a lot of kids. A lot of hungry mouths to feed. I'll even I'll sell you my daughter. Oh my god. She graciously gifts Harry a dozen home-baked mince pies, some Christmas cake, and a box of nut brittle. Did she send her son any of these things or just I Harry? I don't know. Uh. It's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, not Ron Weasley. And the it should be Ron Weasley because he'd be like, oh, Hermione doesn't like me. I got maroon again. Why does her cat want to take my rat? <laughs> Scammers. Scammers. <laughs> Are you guys uh. trying to say that Ron is whiny? He can be. I love him. I love him, too. So, under all these wonderful things from Mrs. Weasley, there's a long, thin package. Ooh, what's that? I don't know. Harry rips it open and gasps. <gasps> a magnificent, gleaming broomstick rolled onto his bedspread. That's what it did when it came out, too. And, and of course... Saying, I'm a fireball. You're gonna ride me and win a lot of games. <laughs> We're going to fly in the sky and go real high and real fast. (laughs) Not before I get stripped down by the professors. (laughs) All thanks to Hermione Granger. She's the worst. Okay. I wouldn't say she's the worst. Ron and Harry think she is right now. Well, you know what? By the end of this book, they're going to realize how bad that rat is. They're also should have killed him when I had the chance. In a couple of years, might realize just how much he loves Hermione. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so of course, Harry Potter <laughs> would get the a singing fort, fireball. A the singing <laughs> fireball. Have you guys ever Hello, seen? Hello, world! I'm a fireball. <laughs> I'm magnificent mine, and gleaming. Mine was better. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the Three Amigos? No. I just have one thing to say. Beverly, Jessica, or Lacey, write us a Firebolt song. Kate, thanks, bye. (laughs) Make it ridiculous. From the Firebolt's perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I expect it by Monday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Give them, like, two days. (laughs) Monday by 5 p.m. Our Our time. time. Eastern Standard Get to work. August 6th. Yes. (laughs) At 5 p.m. If you do, if you do get it by then, we'll put it in our next Felix Files just for you. Yep. Yes. If not, we'll never talk to you again. <gasps> just never. Kidding. Of course we would. So I'm just saying that that O oh, Swish and Flick song that Lacey wrote has literally been stuck in my head. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Who's Lacey? Lacey. Who's Harry Potter? I don't know. I don't know who anybody What's is. What's a fireball? <laughs> Well, I know what a fire bolt is. Okay, Tiffany. (laughs) She was getting so mad at me in the car, so I was just like, it's a broom. (laughs) Because she's like, say it. And I was like, it. it, So I was like, well, the broom did this. She goes, I can't stand you. (laughs) I love when she says that. I can't stand you. (laughs) So the fire bolt is all magnificent. Its handle glitters. When Harry lets go of it. on this episode when he lets go of it it just hangs in midair unsupported at exactly the right height for him to mount it there's a golden registration number i think it's 
hand numbered as well on the mm. on the glittering mm. handle. It's a hand numbered. You guys are not allowed to drink wine anymore when we podcast. I'm not even. I know. I know. This me. is just that's her being wineful. 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 You know who else is wineful? Ron. Ron. My name is Ron. We need Bruno Watson. me. My wife likes Harry Potter better, and so does my sister. Well, I don't like roast beef sandwiches. Corn beef. <laughs> no, it was roast beef. No, it's corn beef. In the first movie, it's roast beef. It's corn beef. I love roast beef. Pretty sure it's roast it's beef. It's corn beef. Let's, go, let's talk about this broom, man. Yeah, We're so it's also. Ron, this stuff's shiny and glittery. It's, it's also got gold on it. Perfectly smooth and yeah, streamlined it birch twigs for the tail. So I looked up Firebolt on Pottermore, and this is some writing from J.K. Rowling. We'll post the link, but I just wanted to pull a little bit of fun facts from it. So. The Firebolt was developed by Randolph Spudmore. Randolph. <laughs> Spudmore. <laughs> so he was Tiffany, the come back. <laughs> I need control. So he was the first to use goblin made ironwork, which like included the footrest and the stand mm. and the twig bands. And the secrets of which are not fully <gasps> understood, but which seem to give the Firebolt additional stabi- stability and power. So do you think that, so like the goblins think that Firebolts are all theirs because it's goblin made. Well, actually, what did I read somewhere? Mm, I don't remember, so I'm not going to say oh, it because it's probably wrong. the iron work. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun fact. It's so costly that Harry Potter was among the first to own one. Oh, here it is. It continues to be made in relatively small quantities, partly because the goblin work goblin workers involved in the patented ironwork are prone to strikes and walkouts at the mm. smallest at the smallest I can't say Prova- that word. Provocation. When they're when they're provoked. When they're provoked, Provo- thank you. Provocation, I think. Provocation. Thank you. So maybe that maybe they do get in fights. They're like, well, that's fight, our fight. iron words. USA, USA, Goblin made, goblin made, goblin made. So the boys are just in awe, and they're trying to figure out who sent it because there was no note. So Ron's like, no I note. know. God, God. <laughs> that's what I read when I was reading. Like that's in my head when I was reading that. You could have died. You could have seen. <laughs> So Ron's like, I know, it's Dumbledore. He sent you to the invisibility cloak. But Harry's like, nah, that was just him passing down something that was my dad's. Dumbledore can't, like, be spending hundreds of galleons on me. And he can't just, like, go giving students like that. And Ron was like, well, that's why he sent it an honest. Harry, you're special. If anybody can draw, like, you know those cartoons where they're, like, um, Snape is, like, they're, like, the ones where, and you see Dumbledore, like, dancing. Not dancing, but he's like, I don't care, I'm Dumbledore. And he'll be like... Um, or we need Professor Snape, and he's like, one, well, I'll get him, and he goes, Harry Potter, and then, like, Snape comes in and says something, like, I could just see Dumbledore being like, I'll buy him a wand. <laughs> no, not a wand. What are you talking a about? Fire a fire bomb. Like, what are we talking yeah, about? I'll buy him a wand. He's like, hundreds of dollars. It's for Harry Potter. You know what I mean? So true. I want to know why, like, they're all... Oh yeah, Dumbledore totally bought you a broom. Oh, it's from the school when like nobody would get Ron a wand. Right, because J.K. Rowling wrote it like that. Oh okay, very yeah. sing-songy. Good answer. You're welcome. 
But Ron's like, that's why he sent it anonymously in case some get like Malfoy says it was favoritism. And then he's like, Malfoy, wait until he sees you on this. He's going to be sick as a pig. Sick as a pig. (laughs) The cow that broke the camel's back, man. Sick as a pig. (laughs) So then Ron's like, I know Lupin. And Harriet laughs. He's like, if he had that much gold, he would buy himself some new robes. It's probably. Well, you know what? I bet you he wouldn't, though. I could see him being, he would be what's the word, frugal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ron's like, yeah, but he likes you, and he was away when the Nimbus was smashed. And Harry's like, what do you mean he was away? He was ill. And Ron's like, well, I was serving my detention in the hospital wing, cleaning out the bedpans, and he wasn't there. What do you mm. think that means? <gasps> I don't Who know. knows? Maybe he has a secret lover that he's going to visit. Guys, maybe... He's a vampire. Yeah, oh. that's what I was gonna say. Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's you trying. Stole my line. She's trying to be funny and be like, "We all know he's a werewolf, so maybe he's a vampire." He's a what? <laughs> We're gonna find out. Oh, so cue Herm oh. with Crookshanks and Grumpy Ron, because Herm isn't very pleased to know that Harry doesn't know who sent the broom. She's like, it's a, bit, it's a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, this is supposed to be quite a gr- good broom, isn't it? And Ron's like, it's the best broom there is, Hermione. I know. <laughs> Even her, just rehearing God, being like, Hermione, it's supposed to be a good broom. They're like, no, <laughs> the best broom ever made. Hermione, ever. stop. You don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I don't think anyone should ride it. And Ron's like, what do you think Harry's going to do with it? Sweep the floor? <laughs> <laughs> Carry it around. <laughs> but before Hermione can answer... Crookshanks pounces, always after that scabbers. And Ron tries to kick him and accidentally kicks Harry's trunk, and the sneakoscope dislodges itself from Uncle Vernon's socks, and it what? starts worrying, but why? What could be so distrustworthy that it would go off? I don't know. Maybe it's the firebolt. Maybe it really is, James. Maybe it's Harry. Maybe Harry's just not trustworthy. I mean, technically, though, couldn't it go off because Harry's a horcrux? Or maybe he wants to um, date Ron's sister. (laughs) And Ron's like, no, you're not trustworthy. Don't date my sister. You're a horcrux. So Hermione stalks out with Crookshanks because Ron's like, get him out of here. And Scabbers is out of Ron's pocket for the first time in a while. And Harry gets to get a good look at him. And he was unpleasantly surprised to see... Scabbers, once so fat, was now very skinny with patches of fur missing. And Ron's like, it's stress. Yeah, he's actually right. It is, but not about a cat. And Harry can't help but feeling that unless Scabbers has powers he had never revealed, and he does, then he was reaching the end of his life. As much as Ron complained about Scabbers, he'd probably be pretty sad if he died. But none of us would be. My name is Ron. I'm going to complain about my rat, even though I hate him. So Herm and Ron are like still fuming at each other. And Harry's like, guys, I'm tired of trying to be in the middle of this. I'm just going to stare at my firebolt. Start my firebolt? Stare, stare at. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how are you going to start st- it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, my name is Ron and I hate Hermione. He doesn't though. Right now he does. So guys, today's the day. It's Christmas day. What? Hooray. <laughs> Did you get me a present? I did, actually. <laughs> I have a present for everybody. I just think of that song when I think of Christmas. You know what I mean? Yes. 
So the children who are monsters <laughs> and didn't go home to see their families, or Harry, whose family hates him and doesn't want him there, have oh. um, opened their presents. <laughs> oh my god. Way to start and, your section out on the And they're spot. heading down to the Great Hall. So all the tables are, were moved against the wall, so a single table stood in the middle of the room. The professors Mick G, my man Flitwick, the OK Snape, <laughs> Dumbledore, and Sprout were there. And Flitwick, not Flitwick. I mean, Filch. he was there. Filch, who was wearing an old, moldy-looking tail coat. His coat. He's trying to be all fancy-like, you know? Was he dressing up for Mrs. Norris? Probably. Who knows? Um, so there were only three other students, two extremely nervous first years, <laughs> and a sullen-faced Slytherin fifth year seated at the table as well. So, first of all, let me pause a moment and think about that makes, what, um, seven students, right? Uh-huh. Whoa. So, out of all of these kids, do you think that all of them left because they were scared about Sirius Black being on the list? Their parents probably wanted them to come home. And then, do you think that Hermione and Ron were asked by, like, McGee or Dumbledore to, like, stay behind to stay with Harry? I think they I chose think they themselves. I would have done that on their own. But, like, Ron's whole family went back home. I'm just thinking. Like, I would think maybe, that... Maybe Mr. Weasley asked Ron, Ron, like, hey, will you stay with him to make sure he doesn't do anything? I don't want to stay But I'm curious. <laughs> I don't want to stay in school. I'm Ron. I like to complain. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. We love Ron. Like, we really do. I do love Ron. Do you think that, um, like, why wouldn't... Mrs. Weasley just ask him to come home. The safest place is with Dumbledore at Hogwarts. I guess. I don't know. I mean, but you it think... It seems weird. You would think that, like, if Sirius Black can get into Hogwarts, because he did right. by this point, um, that, you know... Who knows what they were thinking? Dumb they adults. Weren't. So Dumbledore tells them it seemed silly to have multiple tables when there were only a few people for the table. So the trio sit down side by side at the end of the table. Um, Dumbledore is in a festive mood and he makes um, Snape share a large silver cracker with him. And it opens with a bang and reveals a large pointed witch hat topped with a stuffed vulture. So uh, Ron and Harry find this funny because, you know, Neville's Balgart. And um, they share a grin whilst Snape is not amused at all. And so he pushes the head towards Dumbledore. Um, and then Dumbledore's like, y'all, let's start eating. We got some grub. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry is piling. Dining with Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> it's our newest segment on the podcast. <laughs> Dining with Dumbledore. So Harry's piling some roasted potatoes on his plate when the doors to the Great Hall open. And in comes Professor Trelawney wearing a green sequined dress in honor of the occasion. And it makes her look like a glittering <laughs> oversized dragonfly. I love Harry's description of Trelawney always. My nose itches. So Dumbledore's Dumbled, Dumbledore seems a bit surprised to find her in the hall. And she tells him that she had been crystal gazing. And to her astonishment, she saw herself leave her lonely tower and come to join them. And so who is she to refuse the promptings of fate? So Dumbledore welcomes her. Draws up a chair for her to sit at the table right between Mick G and Snape. What a lovely place to sit. <laughs> I would probably call it between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> I, we all know that Mick G is not a big fan of hers, and I would be yeah. shocked for Trelawney to my core. Yeah, Correct. That's... I would be shocked to my core to find out that Snape liked her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think. He I probably think... finds her very irritating. Yes. 
Um, so I'm sure they are just thrilled, but Trelawney doesn't sit down right away. So her enormous eyes had been roving around the table and she suddenly uttered a soft, a kind of soft scream. <gasps> I dare not headmaster. If I join the table, we shall be 13. Nothing could be more unlucky. Never forget that when 13 dine together, the first to rise will be the first to die. What? Whoa. Wait, when 13 Dumbledine? What? When 13 Dumbledine? Dining with Dumble. We don't die when we dine with Dumble, though. I said Dumble dine. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to um, talk about these things a little bit. So I don't know if you guys realize, because people are like, well, this doesn't make sense because then the first people to get up, because we see a little bit later are Ron and Harry. But if you count Scabbers, there were already 13 at the table. The first person to rise from the table was Dumbledore. And he's the first one to die. Whoa. <laughs> you guys didn't know this? No, I did. I was just being excited for the others on the podcast. Okay. Maybe didn't. And then I was listening. A little bit later on in the books, when they are at um, Grimald Place, there happen to be 13 dining at the table. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Is it Sirius? And Sirius is the no! first one to get up. And then, again, later in book seven, after they... Um, Snape. No. Oh. When they are all at the burrow after they oh. get Harry and after Moody dies, there's 13 at the table and the first one to stand up is Remus. And he was mm. the next one to die. Why did you stand? Sit. Arthur should have stood. Yeah. Ooh. Just kidding. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, so I put in, we'll put it on there. There's um, seven times that Professor Trelawney got it right. And so it talks a little bit Ding. about the 13. Katie. Um, Sorry, sleeping. So we'll put that up there because that talks about that time specifically at this table, um, which is like crazy. You know, how how weird that uh, that happens. Agreed. And then on the wikia, I'm going to talk about the number 13 a little bit in general. So um, Lord Voldemort's bond is 13 and a half inches long. Peter Pettigrew murdered 12 people after betraying James and Lily. Um, and then faking his own death. So as a result, Sirius Black was wrongly convicted to the, for the number or for the murder of 13 people. And he was imprisoned as Azkaban. Uh, for 12 years. Yeah. And then Barty Crouch Jr.'s escape from Azkaban prison in 18, 1982 was not known publicly until 1995, 13 years later. Um, Lord Voldemort spent 13 years of his life without a body. Uh, which I thought was really cool. It's my not hot body and I do what I want. Yeah, And then I thought this one was really cool. So 13 people came to collect Harry Potter from number four for private drive. Mind you, they, we, when I say we, I mean like me and most people know that, or at least associate 13 with being an unlucky number. Yeah. Um, unless you're Taylor Swift. So it is. Truth. Okay. Preach it, girl. They have on this, they say, so it's possible that this contributed to the bad luck experienced by these wizards and witches on this operation because one of the 13 died, which was Alistair Moody. Um, And then another fun fact, a lot of times when you go to hotel rooms and they have more than 13 floors, they go, they don't have, I mean, technically it is the 13th floor, but they don't have it numbered as that. So it'll be like 10, 11, 12, 14. So they skip 13. It's a fun fact. I always like to look in the elevators, even though I don't like being in them. But fun <laughs> fact. I need to look for that next time. Yeah, you should. It's pretty cool. 
Um, so McGee, who's probably the big biggest skeptic, is like, nah, girl, just whatever. <laughs> she literally says, we'll risk it. Do sit down. The turkey's getting stone cold. You think with a little bit of magic, she'd be able to like make sure it doesn't get cold. Warm that right up. So Trelawney sits down reluctantly. Presto hotto. That would be the spell. <laughs> okay. Sure. I love Sarah's response whenever <laughs> oh, somebody okay. else tries to say something funny. Because it's like, that. Okay. <laughs> I'm the only funny one on this podcast. You're I'm hilarious. You're hilarious. That was Sarah's Wait, old zinger. <laughs> so she sits down reluctantly and she seems super nervous. Her eyes and mouth clench tight. So I can think of something, but I won't say it thinking about when you're clenched. So she asked where Lupin is, but unfortunately he is ill again. Um, And I did look it up to see like roughly when the full moon was that year for Christmas. Sarah, I love you. But it's not till December 29th was when the full moon happened. So like he's Mm. probably like just not feeling very well. Yeah. Probably not feeling up to company, you know? Not feeling up to being cheery on Christmas. Yeah. I bet you, and honestly, you know though, Christmas is probably hard for him. Yes, I was going to say that as well. So he's probably already feeling, because you know, um, you your symptoms get a little bit worse the closer you get to the full moon. And then he's probably emotionally really sad. And I bet you seeing Harry for the first time in years and like yeah. thinking all of those things. Sadness. Is my I favorite think also, character from like, upside, I wonder, out. I wonder if, Back in the day, like Christmas may have been spent with the Potters, you know, for sure. So and like think of Harry's first Christmas. I know. Don't make me think about it. Well, right. I don't know where I left off. My hand really itches. You were talking about Trelawney. No, I was talking actually about Lupin. Um, So. We know that he is ill. We know it's probably because the full moon and such things. We know that I will cuddle him back to health. Snuggle the werewolf. Oh. Okay. So McGee's <laughs> being a sassy okay. lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she says, but surely you already knew that, Sybil, said Professor McGonagall, her eyes raised. Professor Trelawney gave Professor McGonagall a very cold look. Because um, she's basically, before she was like, it's unfortunate. Dumbledore's like, it's unfortunate that he's sick on Christmas Day. So she responds, certainly I knew Minerva, she said quietly, but one does not parade the fact that one is all-knowing. I frequently act as though I am not possessed of the inner eye, so as not to make others nervous. That explains a great deal, said Professor McGonagall <laughs> tartly. Ooh. I just freaking love it. So Professor Trelawney's voice suddenly became a great, um, a good deal less misty. If you must know, Minerva, I have seen that poor Professor Lupin will not be with us for very long. He seems aware himself (laughs) (laughs) that his time is short. He positively fled when I offered to crystal gaze for him. Craziness. But here's my thing. Do you think she's like saying that or like she knows that it's like basically a cursed jab? I think she is just again reading the situation. That's she's very good at that. Mm -hmm. I'll give her that. But yeah. mm -hmm. You know, Sybil. <sighs> so McGee still doesn't... Oh, Sybil. Sorry, I just really wanted to say that. Okay. So McGee still... <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 McG 
G still doesn't seem like a fan of Trelawney's, and Dumbledore rolls right into a good transition and asks Derek if he had tried the chipolatas. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. And if you don't know what those lovely things are, they're sausages. Yeah, buddy. We have not talked about sausages in quite some time on this podcast. Yeah. Because, you know, we haven't had a good feast. Sausages. Sausages. So, Do you uh, think Sarah likes sausages because she's sassy? Sassy Whoa. sausages. Sausages. Sassy sausages. Okay. That's what this should <laughs> <Okay>. be called. <laughs> yep. Or just be called, okay. <laughs> oh, man, there's so many good ones. I'll put them all up there. Um, Let me think of where I was. So Derek takes the platter. You're screwing my, my stuff, man. I'm sorry. Wah, wah. My name is Sarah, and I like to be playing. I should marry Ron. <laughs> I would love to marry around, but he's already marrying his children. Uh. So Derek takes the platter of sausages with trembling hands. Is he just so excited for some meat? Or is he just nervous because it's Dumbledore handing him said plate of saucy G's? Hold on. According saucy. to Joe, Ron and Hermione are probably going to get divorced. So you have a chance. I'm just okay. saying. He's also like <laughs> okay. older than me. <laughs> So the rest of the meal went by smoothly. And two hours later, Harry and Ron um, got up from the table first. And then Trelawney starts to freak out, insisting on knowing which one got up first. Which one? Which one? And they're basically like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Scabbers. Yeah. <laughs> McGee basically is like, it doesn't doesn't matter. We don't have some axe man on the run <laughs> looking to kill the first person who walks out of the Great Hall. So Ron laughs and Harry asks Hermione if she's coming with them. But she's like, nah, bros. I got to talk to McGee. Before heading back to the cabin room. What if that's oh. really how this book was written? <laughs> nah, bros. bros. I got to talk to McGee. <laughs> I, want, I want that to be like in Emma Watson's Valley Girl accent from the one movie Bling Ring. Sorry, bros. I have to talk to McGee before I come up to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Ron and Harry head back to the cabin room. Sir Cadogan is enjoying his own party with some monks, several previous headmasters, and his fat pony. So he drunkenly asks through the password, Ron gives it to him, and they get settled into the common room with Harry's new broom and broomstick servicing kit. But the broom is basically perfect. Um, so Ron and Harry just like sat there and admired it from every angle. So they're sitting there looking at the cool broom, and they're like, God, it's just so beautiful. Um, and in walks McGee and Hermione, and Harry's surprised because he's only seen McGee in the common room once, and she didn't have anything good to say when she was in there. Chamber secrets. Um, so Hermione goes to hide behind a book, and McGee seems super apprehensive about that broom that Ron and Harry can't stop looking at. So Ron and Harry, I don't like. Just I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Ron and Harry. Ron and Harry. Can we give them a name? Rary. Rary. Oh. I dig it. Or because Han, Han sounds <laughs> too Star Wars esque. Oh, I think of um Hans. Oh. Who is this Hans? Hans. <laughs> so Rary. <laughs> are shocked that, <laughs> that Hermione told Nick G about the broom and they give her a look. Her face was reddening over the top of her book that she had covering her face. And we see the book was upside down. So was she really reading or is she trying to be like Luna? <laughs> so McGee asks to look at the broom and seems worried that they don't know who sent it. No note, no card, no message of any kind. So Harry tells her, um, no, like... <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> he just like stopped so abruptly and we're like, uh. I forget, I forget why he, what he was saying no to because she asked him like, oh, there wasn't like no one said anything and he was like, no. 
There, like, no one, it just came, like, in a package. And so she gives him the bad news that she's going to have to take the broom. Harry is shocked. Shocked and appalled. Um, the broom needs to be checked for jinxes, and of course, she is no expert, so she's going to have Madame Hooch and Flitwick look at it closer. Hooch! And, like, Madame Hooch! <laughs> and, like, Luke Bryan, strip it down, just to be safe. <laughs> He has a song that's I figured I <laughs> Okay. So Ron is horrified at the thought of stripping the broom down. <laughs> Big G reassures Harry it shouldn't take more than a couple of weeks, and he'll have it back if they are sure it is jinx-free. So Harry tries to reason with her. He is sure there's nothing wrong with the broom, but Mick G can't be swayed. And until we know it's safe for him to ride, he won't be getting it back. She will keep him informed. So Harry stared after her as she walked out of the common room, but Ron turned on his heel and starts on Hermione. He is outraged, shocked, outraged, and so angry, which is outraged. (laughs) (laughs) So he's mad that she went running to make G about the broom. Hermione, who was still a little pink in the face, stands her ground and stays says that both her and McGee think the broom was probably sent by Sirius Black. <gasps> Hashtag friends fighting. Hashtag they were How right. crazy, though, that they're right. I mean, there's nothing to worry about, but they were right. Correct. It's crazy. He got a broom from a dude that he's never really met, but he doesn't remember. He <laughs> Sarah, that's <laughs> your theme tune. It's always the same song, just different words. Because <laughs> I don't have anything good to do in my head. I can't think of new things to sing. Yeah. You just got to take a song and like write to it. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I like doing my <laughs> own thing. Whatever, whatever. I do what I want. <laughs> okay. Let's do some lightning bolt round questions. Would you have How do you gone spell to bolt? B-O-L-T. So why am I saying it? Like how is Bolt. Bolt. You're saying it like B-A-L-T. Bolt. That's what I was asking. How I, the word I say. Bolt. Bolt. Firebolt. Firebolt. Bullock's (laughs) firebolt. Would you have gone to McGee about the firebolt? I don't talk to no one. I don't think I would. I brought my my backyard. I catch my own snitch. I thought you said you kiss your own snitch. Catch it. I get you. <laughs> I would not, because I'm not a tattletale. I don't think I would say Snitches anything. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I would have said anything either. Heck no. Hermione, what's your problem, girl? All right, what else can we ask? What would you be excited about eating? <laughs> Uh, any of the desserts. They didn't even list them. They didn't even list them, but I know they'd be good. Chipolatas. I I eat all the food. (laughs) All the foods. Uh, I have a question. How, um, not really, but how irate will Tiffany be when she hears this episode? (laughs) She she hasn't listened to any of them that she hasn't been on. She'll never know. Let's just talk. <laughs> Let's talk smack about Tiffany. Um, we love her. What can I ask a question about? What's your favorite scented candle? It has nothing, it has to, nothing do to do with this chapter. There's a candle sitting on the table. Th- is that like in Harry sense. Potter? Same. Um, My favorite scented candle is called Fireside. You can find it at Bath and Body Works. 
What Same. kind of sweater would you want to have knitted for you? I'd want... No, you have to sing your answer. I'd want a yellow sweater with a black cat on it. I'd want <laughs> a green and silver Slytherin sweater. How'd we get to like a church him? <laughs> I actually was kind of going for the mer people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, what would you like? I'd probably want a white and black sweater striped vertical or horizontal. <laughs> Like a kitty cat or dog? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the stripes. Uh, oh my god. Would you help Hagrid in his quest to defeat Malfoy's evil plan to kill Buckbeak? Of course I would. I would do anything I could. <laughs> would you like to ask us <laughs> during the lightning bolt round questions? I would also help Hagrid out. Just also, for the record. <laughs> Do you hate us? Do you still want to listen to us even though we're going to sing everything? <coughs> Sarah's dying. <laughs> it's okay. <coughs> oh my god. Alright. Anyway. Do we have any more questions or... Uh, can I move on to this fan story? Ask us a question. The perfect level of annoying. No, I forgot my camera. You forgot. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry. Really would have been swish and flick after dark. Are you done dying? <clears throat> I think so. <coughs> what do you who? What headmasters do you think were? Partying with Cadogan. Dip it. Because he's Dip the only other one I know. <laughs> Was he dead, though? Oh, I don't know. But are, do they oh. have to be dead to get into the headmaster? Oh, they don't have to be dead to be in a portrait. So, yeah, yeah. he could have been. Mm. <clears throat> what do you think they were drinking? Where? Mead. Mead. Mold mead. Yeah. How, can, you, can you be a portrait and be drunk? Yeah. Look yes, at you absolutely what, can. what if you were painted drunk? Are you always drunk? Mm, I don't know. <coughs> Dear Joe. <laughs> Dear Joe, if you're painted drunk, are you forever Mackenzie says, someone else here asked who you'd want to sit next to at the Christmas feast. I would be up in Remus Lupin's room cuddling the sick away. <laughs> I would skip I, the feast. I think that's not appropriate if you're a student to be cuddling a professor. I didn't say people, I'd be a student. People get fired for that. <laughs> Well, we were, we would also be three years old. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so uh, he'd be actually cradling you, Aww. rocking you to sleep. I would love that. 
the back. Maybe I would be like the same age as Tonks, right? (laughs) (laughs) That is not true and terrible. I mean, kind of true. It's not. JK, I digress. JK, rolling. I would want to sit next to... Trelawney, I think she would be a good laugh. I agreed that I would want to sit at least near her because I think she'd be pretty funny. She'd be entertaining. I'd want to sit near her and Snape just because I'd want to yes. see Snape's reactions to her. Yeah, like across the table yeah. from them. I'd yeah. want to be like that's eavesdropping good, That's in. a good um, dinner dinner and a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right, guys. I don't have any more questions. Why, I do think I ha- so. why did I have to die in this episode? <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> one of our listeners, Mackenzie, on the live chat we have says, I can hear Trelawney asking to pass the food. Meg, can you do your voice? My dear, would you please pass the peas? <laughs> <laughs> can you ask her someone to pass the sausages? My dear, could you please pass the sausages? No. Yeah. <laughs> could you please pass the chipolatas? I saw in my inner mind that you were passing me the chipolatas. <laughs> Don't eat that one. You'll get sick. I just want to <laughs> shout this out to Jess. She said, would you guys tell I'm Harry and Ron? <laughs> would ya? Would ya? Would ya? We already said that we would not. No. Jess. I would not. Is that our would Jess? not. Yeah. It is our Jess. Did did yes. she know that she has homework? Jess, do you know that you have homework to do? Don't tell her again because I want her to have you the have time limit. You have to listen to the episode <laughs> if you don't. Well, I guess you have to listen to us again, my dear. Okay. Okay, let's okay. go on to the fan story. The fan story. <coughs> All right, so this one comes from Kate. She spells it C-A-I-T. Hey, I'm trying to read oh, sorry, here sorry. and you clicked out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So she says, hello, Megan, Katie, Sarah, and Tiff. My name is Kate. I am 12, and this is my Potter story. So I have always been looking for something harder to read. Every book I would read would be too hard. So when I was eight or nine, my mom had me try a book called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. After the first two chapters, I was hooked. I also am a fast reader, so I finished the series a month later. Now I am a proud Ravenclaw. (laughs) Shout out to all Ravenclaws. And my Patronus is a Komodo <gasps> dragon. That's what? awesome. That's my, amazing. My wand is Elderwood ah. with dragon heartstrings, ah. 11 and three quarter inches, unyielding. This podcast was my first, and I love you four girls. It has taught me to be who I really am, which is a nerd and brainiac. Everybody should be who they are. And love me for it. You guys are really inspiring. Don't let the muggles get you down. Funny Potter story. There's a Wi-Fi network named Harry Potter. It needed a password. I put in Alohomora, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm going to remember that when I ever see that. Thank you very much, Kate, for sharing your story. I love I love hearing from everybody, mm-hmm. but I love hearing from the younger generation because mm-hmm. it just gives me hope that Harry Potter will live forever. It will live forever. Ever, he ever. is a boy that lives forever. Unlike Voldemort, who died at 71. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I love that you're like always looking for harder books, even mm-hmm. when you're like eight or nine, and that the book captured your attention in chapter two, because I believe it didn't catch my attention until chapter three. Whichever one is Keeper of the Keys. So, Keeper yeah. of Keys and Grounds and Hogwarts. Hogwarts. So shout out to you. You're awesome. 
Thank you for your story, Kate. You even got a song from Sarah. Meg. Singing you a silly song. I believe we are moving on to our social media. Here is the media of socials. (laughs) (laughs) You say that because of me. I do. Swish and Flick podcast can be found on all of the different forms of social media. Wait, what? We can. Do you want to find out how? Yes, tell me more. We are Swish and Flick podcast on Facebook and Swish Flick cast on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Tumblr. Also, make sure that you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Follow us on our crazy Potter-filled adventures together. Maybe even some puff pastry eventually when we decide to edit it. (laughs) You can also join us on Patreon for exclusive access to The Felix Files. The Felix Files. That's our Felix Files. (laughs) (laughs) That's our bi-monthly bonus episodes. You can also have a chance to be a guest on The Felix Files. Join us for a live video chat monthly giveaways, and more. If that sounds like fun, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. Thank you to all of our current patrons. We love you so much. You guys are awesome. Lastly, make sure that you check out our website, which is swishflickcast.com. You can check out all the info on Swish and Flick there compiled into one place along with all of our brand new merch. Yeah, and in case you guys didn't see, for our one-year anniversary, we released four new shirts I'm pretty proud they of them. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. So head on over and check <laughs> it just out. Okay. Sarah. They're amazing. <clears throat> I'll Did return I, Do yours. I get one? No. no. I'm <laughs> returning it. <laughs> yeah. It's going in the garbage. That was not a the good garbage. garbage. Yes, it was. It's a garbage. Garbage. Those shirts are garbage. Those shirts are if garbage. If I'm being honest, the shirts that had the, had the purple, which I don't know why I said purple like that, but oh my goodness. They're so soft and they're so cute. Especially the one on that one. says Florence. You can have one that says Florence is always around. I also have. Always um, there. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't even know my own catchphrase. <laughs> um, and the, I also have a towel with my name on it. It says Florence. Florence. So you can wipe your butt with Florence. Well, it's a beach towel, so I wouldn't wipe anything with it. You can dry your butt off? I mean. If you're in the pool? No. Or the beach? Know what tiles no. are for? All right. <laughs> Do we want to plug our other projects here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Go for it. All right. First up, Kate and I are on another podcast called Grown Up Kids, a Lame. Disney podcast. We're doing a chronological <laughs> watch of all of the Disney films. You almost said reread. I said rewatch almost, but like I, I always want to say rewatch, and then I'm like, mm, I haven't seen like almost all these movies, so it's a watch. Um, it's fun. We dive deep into the movies and fun have fun facts, learn some history about them. You get our opinions on them, favorite characters, least favorite characters, all of that fun stuff. Honestly, even if you haven't seen the movie, I think it's a good conversation to just listen to. But that's just me. Yeah. Maybe we're just biased. But, you know. So we also have a poster business on Etsy. Yes. It's called Akio Design. So we design like a bunch of cool stuff from around the Wizarding World, like... Shop signs and house dedicated signs. and We also have a section on our Etsy page that hosts my mama's scarves yes. and blankets that are Hogwarts house colors. If you want a legit scarf, and I know she's my mother-in-law, but she made me one before she started selling them. It's a Newt Scamander one. 
It looks better than the merch you can buy in the stores. It's yeah. so soft and it's really warm for the winter and it's not like too obnoxiously large or anything. Perfect. Highly recommend. And they're only 15 bucks. Yep. Sarah, what are you up to? <coughs> Nothing. Oh, is that your plug? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to talk about books I've read, but I haven't actually read anything but Harry Potter in a little bit. Um, but I will say my sister and I might be turning BB-8 Radio into something new. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the next few months because I know we've done nothing with it. Um, but I look forward to reading other books. So if you have any books that you think I might enjoy, I literally will read almost anything. It just has to grab my attention. Um, I'm down for it. So, yeah. Reading's cool, guys. Stay in school. <laughs> Don't drool <coughs> on school. Because <laughs> you might get in trouble for falling asleep. All right. I think that brings us to the end. But Here's none of us can end. say this. We have to put a little Don't clip of Tiffany Don't let those in. muggles get you down. Who was that? <laughs> Is that a new person? Oh, God. The birth of a new character. <laughs> It's pretty painless. <laughs> My epidural was pretty good. <laughs> Sarah, you're a new mom once again. <laughs> How's it feel? Good. Oh, there's Bud. It's Bud the father. <laughs> oh, no. Cheating on Florence. <laughs> oh, God. Huh. All right. Insert Tiffany quote here. Tell me a magic and activity. And she wasn't even here for it. Oh, Tiffany's not here. All right, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. We need to test the new mic. We are gonna talk about Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban. Spoiler alert, it's serious black spoiler alert. He really didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) He was kind of framed by a gross rat man. Minus Remus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aw, poor Remus. Beverly! Beverly! I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.